Welcome to the Compassionate Warrior. This is a podcast about rising up and becoming a warrior, empowering women through compassion and strength. Each episode, we will be interviewing women from all walks of life and learn from their journey. Given with our circumstances today, it's very difficult, so we have to adapt to change. And there's no other person to discuss change with our very own Danielle Silverman. Danielle is a certified coach with the International Coach Federation, is a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, which is known for her talks on leadership, the people factor, and the art of reinvention. She is very passionate about working with the managers, the advisors, and frontline leaders, helping them understand the value they bring so that they can thrive in changing times and remain motivated and productive and a creative part of their organization. One of her signature talk is about one, two, three, jump on how to embrace change and learn to fly. <laughs> and for today's episode, uh, our main focus is about change, given with our condition right now, where you know, we're facing this difficulty, challenging times. And please allow me to introduce to you our very own Danielle Silverman. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much, Alpha. It's really a pleasure to be here. I mean, thank you, thank you. I mean, this is just like I I asked for for your invitation, and you know, I just briefly discussed this with you a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so thankful with utmost respect that you've accepted the invitation, and this is what we need right now. You know what? It's my pleasure, uh, first of all, to be to be talking to you. Uh, it was such a long time ago that we met, so it's really nice to connect, and um, and it's really an honor to uh, to be here to talk about this really important subject. So, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And who else uh, who can discuss this further and educate us about change, the change, you know, expert herself, Danielle, and uh, with the theme embracing change. And a lot of people, when they think about change, there's a lot of anxiety involved. There's a lot of uh, fear, you know, associated to that word. And during these times, what do we need to change or what do we need to, why do we need to embrace change more than ever? Yeah. So, so um, there's a number of different things that that a number of different reasons why we need to embrace change. But I just, uh, if you don't mind, I just want to address the fact that you know everybody is scared when they hear the word change, and that's because I think we were wired that way. Um, we, I don't think we were afraid of change when we were babies. You know, because mm-hmm. babies change all the time. They do things. They learn to crawl. They learn to walk. Their change is something that is very common in their world. But as we grew older, somehow we learned to be afraid of change. So, um, and I think that's really what worries people. And and today, to answer your question about you know why it's more important today to to break through that fear and to embrace change, is that um, the world is changing in ways we can't even comprehend. It started you know some time ago with uh, artificial intelligence, with di- digital, with globalization, political turmoil. Um, you know, sharing economy, whatever, substitute products, whatever it is, the waves of disruption came faster and faster. Um, and, and they fundamentally changed the way we work, the way we profit, the way we compete. Um, and uh, as a matter of fact, even a few years ago, the U.S. military coined the term VUCA, which stands for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex, and Ambiguous. And that was at the time, meant to describe the conditions uh, that were going on in Afghanistan. But the, today, the term is actually really widely used in business. 
And of course, the most recent disruption that we know of is the coronavirus, COVID-19. And I have to tell you, it's something that's going to change our world forever. It's going to change the way we do things. Um, you know, people are used to uh, to thinking of a, a black swan as something that just never existed, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody saw a black swan, it was it fundamentally changed the perception of how we see the world and how we see the system that we live in. Um, what we need to understand, I think, is that COVID-19 is not a rare occurrence. It's not. We're not going to wake up one day and see that everything is returned to the way it once was. Um, so, you know, the reason we need to embrace change is really because these changes are coming faster. They're more complex, and if we don't try, if we don't adapt, we won't be able to survive. Oh, that's true. Would you would you say would you or would you agree that change is the new normal now? Wow. Um, yeah, it probably is. Um, I, change, maybe that's a good way of putting it, because I was going to say there, I don't know what the new normal is, but maybe change is the new normal. Um, I think that, um, I think that we're sort of still feeling our way. And if the experts are correct, and it takes anywhere from 18 to 24 months to work our, our way out of this particular disaster, then I think we're going to have time to invent new ways of working, new ways of being. Um, and um, so we don't, we don't necessarily know what that new normal is, but certainly change is part of the equation. It is, you know, change, it's a good way of putting it, change is a new normal. I hope that... Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> no, because a lot of people, because of this uncertainty, um, the fear of, you know, what's it going to be like? A lot of people, I, I've heard a lot of things that what it means for businesses and organization, because right. all, everyone else is being asked to work remotely from home. And yeah. a, a lot of businesses actually allows that. However, for, for a few or majority of other things, especially customer service, is you know, that requires physical labor, they're still exposed out there, which unfortunately, a lot of them are affected by this tremendously. Absolutely. Um, What does this change brings about, or what, how does people um, in businesses or leaders should view change, especially during this time? Wow. Um, well, I think they're still they're they're trying to figure that out right now. I think that you know, if if you would talk to me, even you know, a month ago, um, uh, my answer would have been very very straightforward. Today, I think organizations are still trying to figure out uh, what they're going to be doing. Um, but the, the bottom line is that they will need to be flexible and embrace change. That means strategic planning, for example, uh, will, will become, if it isn't already, an iterative process. So um, it's not something that you, you can't like have a long-term vision uh, and expect that that long-term vision will not change. Uh, you, can have, you can have a vision, but you need to understand that you're going to have to review it all the time. Right. So mm -hmm. budget process is going to change. Hiring processes will change. Uh, the way organizations communicate will change, communicate with their clients, their employees, their suppliers. All of that right now is in the process of changing, actually, because of the situation they're, they're in. And I think also, sadly, uh, it means that some businesses will uh, will cease to exist. Um, 
you know, when we talk, uh, when we talk in, in reinvention, we, we say that, uh, you know, maybe 50 years ago, uh, a company life cycle was about 75 years, which meant mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the curve went, went up and about halfway through. So close to 40 years, uh, it took about close to 40 years before the company would, would begin a decline. So in that 40 years, they, a company had time to, to change things, to reinvent itself, to re, to adjust and create something, another curve before, uh, before declining, right? So that meant that organizations could survive over a much longer term. Um, and in 2001, there were some researchers who did a study and found that the actual life cycle of organizations today was closer to 15 years. Wow. That, which means, you know, they only had seven and a half years or seven years before before an eventual decline, which is a lot less time to try and, you know, reorganize and, and fix things before before they fail. Um, but that was 2001. That's almost 20 years ago. Today, I would say that the life cycle of an organization is probably around seven years. And for tech companies, much even less than that. So, you, so companies have basically three years, if not less, to figure out what it is they need to do in order to be, to be able to survive. That's very uh, challenging. It is challenging, and it means new ways of new ways of working, new ways of, of uh, new processes, new ways of, of understanding uh, what it is that they need to do in order to be able to uh, to survive. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very insightful how you mentioned, you know, 2000, in year 2000, the average uh, life cycle of every businesses is about 15 years, and now it just declined. It got, became shortened, right? Like seven years max itself. And for, you know, a lot of startup company, it was just like, they're just going to have a big moment during year three, and then they have to reinvent themselves in the process again before it starts to decline, you know? like start before year three. Because oh, wow. Because at year three is when they start to decline, and then it's too late. Oh, my God. So we yeah. have to keep up with the pace that, you know, the economy is driving towards. It's very challenging. Um, given, with, um, given with your expertise and all, um, you've seen all of those changes in different organizations. You've helped a lot of organizations face all of those difficulties, challenges within, and how they restructure them. In, and even you've, you've, you've given a lot of thoughts on leadership. Um, what advice can you give? Uh, to all managers, leaders who are about to make tough decisions in adapting to this new change that we're facing? Well, I think, first of all, is to, to not give in to fear and to just uh, to, to recognize that there is, uh, that change is, is needed and that there are things that they can do. Um, and there are systems that they can put in place to prepare for change. Um, but it also means being able to anticipate change um, and there are ways of doing that. They're, they're, they have to be able to design change. And one of the things that I think is most difficult for organizations is the ability to implement change once they recognize that, that a certain change is needed. So, again, it's about planning uh, and, and having it be an iterative process. So you don't just plan something and then, and then say, okay, we've done it. Now, now we, can, we can leave it aside and we can just ro- ride on this. Um, you know, the best example I heard was uh, of um, a mining company that had done a strategic plan for three years, uh, and then uh, overnight, li- literally overnight, within within a few days, 
the price of of the of the metal fell uh, in the market. And, you know, and that's something that happens quite quite often. So the whole budget process that they had created was useless. So I think organizations are going to have to, and, and this is a company where because they were, you know, used to fluctuating mm-hmm. in the market, they knew that these were things that happened. They had anticipated that, but they hadn't anticipated such a huge drop. Um, so how do we anticipate what the change is going to be? How do we design for that? Mm-hmm. And more importantly, how do we implement it? Like, how do we have the, the, the courage to implement those changes and to be even flexible with that as well? They also, you know, it's, it's also about looking at some of the broader issues of what is the mindset of the organization? What is the culture of the organization and the system as a whole? Um, so it's, it's, I guess, not for the faint of heart, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but it is doable. Uh, they just, uh, I think, need to have a strong team, um, have, be warriors themselves, uh, and, uh, and uh, just put in the right systems. Uh, to prepare for the change. It, it is a lot to take on for every companies and for every leaders that actually, I mean, we've talked this a little bit um, to where um, because of the situation right now, the demand for sanitizer has increased, right? Because there's uh, shortages of that. And a lot of the distilleries have actually changed. Yeah. And you, you spoke highly, you mentioned this, Yusuf, you shared this information yourself. And yeah. because of the adaptability of this organization, they were able to try during Yes, you know the process of change. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of the European organizations, um, uh, Louis Vuitton and and Ralph Lauren and all of these, they're they're doing something. So not only are they change, using their production capabilities uh, in ways that you know, in other words, their production instead of staying dormant because there's no need for their product. Uh, they're using their their production capabilities for good, which is which is a lovely thing to see, and uh, who knows where it's going to lead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we talked about those organizations shifting, being able to adapt. Now, what about those people who have currently lost their jobs? And you know, I know the government is providing some assistance for a couple of months or so. Who knows how long it's gonna gonna take? But for those people who have, you know, this is evident now, change is going to happen. What am I going to do afterwards? Yeah. What does well, that mean? Or yeah, what can you do? Yeah. And, and I understand that there's probably a lot of fear out there and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of people just don't know uh, what's going to happen. I think um, it's an opportunity, first of all, to sit back and reflect on who you are um, and, and what you're good at and what you want to do. Um, it's going to take some time, uh, you know, if I don't think we're going to be in, in uh, isolation for a month or two months, I think it's going to be quite a while. Uh, and so uh, that's why the government help is uh, the government assistance programs are, uh, are going to be very needed and, and very useful. Um, but it, it really is, you know, rather than just sit back and, and say, oh, woe is me or, or, uh, or maybe just do nothing. It really is a, I think, a, a golden opportunity to sit back and, and try and figure out who am I? You know, who am I? What do I really want to do? And what are my strengths? Um, you know, pe- people can they can read more. They can read up on technology. They can figure out what's interesting for them. 
uh, take some time out during the day to uh, to to learn new things. Um, you know, it's it's easy to forget that we have we've been graced with certain skills and strengths. It, you know, I think it's easy to forget that there are um, there are parts of us that the world is desperate to see, even though we are in, in confinement, in, in isolation. Um, so I think it's never too late uh, to learn or never too early either to, to, to make those choices, to make those decisions, to, to take a hard look at who you are and what do you want to do and what do you want to be? Um, take, take the breath, take the time, review your strengths, um, turn them into something that will create good or just into something that will make you happy. And again, you know, because we're living these very strange times, we don't know what that will look like. But if we start to think about who we want to be and what we might want to do, uh, then maybe when we come out of this, uh, we'll be able to, you know, not just go back to life as usual, because life will not be the same as when we left it before going into isolation. But we'll be better equipped, probably, to uh, to handle anything that comes our way. That's insightful. No, no, I totally agree with you on that one. It's very insightful. It's very spot on. Because this is the thing that a lot of people should be hearing. This is a reality call. It's a wake-up call for a lot of people. Because when we are when we graduate from universities and all like that, we're presented with options that is not for us. Yeah. We're presented with options to make money. Or to do what or, we want. Or we go into something because we simply don't know what it is we want. I mean, when you're True. 17 or 19, you don't know what you want. Uh, and, 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 and that's normal. And so it takes, you know, it took me, I can't tell you how many years, through a torturous route to figure out who I am and what it is I want to be doing. And I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, and, and that's okay. Um, so, but I didn't have the luxury of sitting back and saying, okay, uh, what do I want to do with my life? And then there was nobody around to help either, nothing, nothing of consequence. So now there are tremendous resources and there is this golden opportunity to, to take that time. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, mentioning about it's been a treacherous time trying to discover who you are and trying to connect with your inner self to become more authentic. Yeah. A lot of times I find that because we look for that approval all the time, you're seeking for validation, that we sacrifice that in the process. And that's why we lost our identity or even yeah. forgotten our own skills that were given or graced yeah. upon. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, and, and then you know what? It's not being selfish. It's really just about um, owning who you are and finding that self-confidence uh, to be able to express who you are and recognizing that you don't have all the answers because you don't, and, and that's okay. Just like what you mentioned, the key word, it's okay, right? It's <laughs> yeah. okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be good at it. And it's okay if you don't know it right now or if you don't know where you're going tomorrow. That's right. As long, as long as you're still thinking about it, as long as there is some awareness uh, about what's going on and that there is some desire to uh, to to create something that, that is authentically you. 
you know, it's, it's, it's a very humbling experience to listen to this coming from you. You've, you've had, you know, you've been an expert. You've had a lot of experiences and humbling yourself in the process, especially during this time and telling me, you know what, it's okay. You know, because as a as a young person, we're all like looking towards it. Oh, I want to be that. You you have this strong determination. There's nothing wrong with that. But then yeah. we try so hard and so fast to be there that we're on the race for you know we're in competition with our own self or for just to be you know outbeat the other person. Yeah. And then in the end, we end up feeling unhappy and stressed and all of those things. Well, I think that, I think that's that's um, really. Not particular. It's it's um, typical of uh, of any person. You know, we want to. We don't just want it. We want to please, but we also want to succeed. We want to. We want to move forward, etc. And it isn't until we hit our forties, approximately, it's, it could be different for every person. But it's usually in in your forties that you all of a sudden you say, okay, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Who am I doing it for? Uh, what does it mean? Um, what am I leaving behind? Uh, and uh, and that's when the process starts. That people begin to think, you know, you know. So what am I meant to do? And but that process doesn't necessarily, you know, take you know six months off and then you figure it out. And, no, it, you could have figured something out and then you know a few years later, okay, what am I doing here? Now what am I doing? Um, and I meet people in their fifties and in their sixties who are still trying to figure it out. And and uh, I. Had went through you know a period in my forties when when I tried to figure it out and I tried to change and it didn't quite work. Actually, it was my mid thirties. It didn't quite work. So I did something for for a number of years and that didn't work. So I tried something else and then. So I mean, it's all more or less the same thread. There is mm-hmm. there is a thread that 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 unites all of the things that that I did, but it isn't until a couple of years ago that I again said, oh, okay, but yes, this is the core of who I am. But this is there is another piece of who I am that I've forgotten about, and I need to bring that back, and unite the two, because that other piece is really important to me, and I miss it. Um, so you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, um, it doesn't matter when it happens, as long as it happens, um, as long as you have that awareness and and you you want to keep working at it. So trying to uh, harness or cultivate awareness during this time is a golden opportunity for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the key word that I've been hearing all the time, and I've actually been um, advocating this for a lot of people. Know yeah. yourself now. This is the perfect time because once the quarantine is over, we're we're back to trying to be someone else again. You know, trying to find yeah. our whole. But the world will have changed. So if you're trying to be the same person again in a world that has changed. Something will go wrong. There won't. Uh, there will be a clash. Whereas, if you're always trying to be true to yourself, it doesn't matter what the world is like. You can change with it. Okay. So um, I, I've seen that you've actually given um, tips on rules for embracing change. There's about five of them. So. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure, but maybe you can just like throw in all the things that you have recollected out of your topics. Um, this is out of the blue because I was just thinking about it and it's like, okay, you've done all of those keynote speaking and, and all those kind of things from what you could remember or recall. What are the five rules uh, for embracing change in order to help a lot of people who's listening right now? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I have five rules. That they're my five rules. Um, I The first is, uh, is courage. Uh, mm-hmm. 
to uh, the courage to uh, to uh, to stay aware, the courage to uh, to keep going uh, through uh, through any changes that uh, any challenges that may come up. The second is to have a vision, and I don't mean necessarily a long-term vision that won't be flexible, but I think it's important to have a dream. Um, you know, the, the 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 there's a a uh, song in the famous American um, musical called South Pacific, um, uh, where and there's a, li- a line from the song that says, um, uh, "You have to have a dream, uh, because without a dream, how can you make a dream come true?" Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And so I, I, you know, I kind of like that. Um, the second, the third thing for me is is determination. I, I think you have to be. Um, determined to keep going uh, because sometimes it's difficult, uh, and it, and and so the the probably the the reaction or the the desire will be there to just stop and not move forward or just or not do anything at all. Um, so I think you know as long as there is an awareness that that's happening, you know it's okay. Sometimes you hit a, you hit a roadblock and you and you just you don't feel like going any further or something happens in your life um, and, and, and you don't, you can't, you know, continue. I mean, there could be a loss in the family or a death in the family or something. And, and that sets you back uh, in time or, or whatever, or something you're trying to do is just a little bit difficult and more difficult than you anticipated. Well, then just, you know, take the time to, to breathe and to figure it out and to understand what your emotions are before you can move forward but have that determination to, to keep going uh, after having taken that those steps to to you know reset. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, I think that there are two other things that are very important. One is uh, to let go of things that are no longer serving us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that that requires a certain awareness to realize that there are some things that are holding us back. Uh, and and finally, uh, and probably most importantly, is self care. So um, because if you if you don't take care of yourself physically, mentally, uh, socially, uh, um, whatever, um, emotionally, uh, then you won't be able to continue. You won't be able to take care of others either. Uh, so the best defense against the ability to, to be able to change uh, is self-care. Uh, is eating properly, sleeping properly, doing some exercise, and having fun. <laughs> I know that's really hard to think about when, you, when, you, uh, when you're in isolation, but it's really important to stay connected with people. I mean, we're talking here, um, but I, you know, I've been busier these past two weeks from home. I mean, I work from home anyway, but... I've been connecting with groups and with people uh, constantly, so much so that by the end of the day, I don't want to look at a screen anymore. Wow! Um, so there is there is that also, but it, but really, and I'm and I'm we're heading into you know the Easter uh, the Easter season, and I'm yes. I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, cre- I've created or I've, I'm planning a family get together uh, over Zoom. Uh, so we can celebrate together and be together because we can't physically all be together. Um, and we're talking, you know, maybe 30 people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a virtual so, gathering. <laughs> yeah, a virtual, a virtual, a virtual Passover. Um, 
so that's very exciting. Um, and and I just the other day, so I, I tried to get my my immediate family together to on a Zoom call so we could test it out and see what it looks like. It was chaos, um, as you can imagine. You know, everybody talking at the same time. But and then uh, my nephew said, "Oh well, let's go on house party." And I had never heard of house party before. It's like like doing FaceTime or or something else, some other app that uh, okay. where you can get everybody together. But the beautiful thing about it was that there are games. What? There are games on it, so you you connect with this, and then you can do you can play trivia games as a group. That's and interactive. It's it's amazing, and it was fun. So wow. uh, yeah, let's have fun. That's part of it. Even I in couldn't agree more. You can have fun. <laughs> no, I I know I because I think that a lot of people do have that limiting mentality because it's technology. They don't want they don't want to you know touch it or whatnot. But yeah. this is the given means that we're given right now, given the scenario. I think from the theme itself, embracing change, we do have to join the wagon and just accept it and embrace it and have fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a lot of fun, actually. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> and you've tried it yourself, and you highly recommend to I, go I, on board I, with it this. It was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, brought out the competitive spirit. Now, who's going to win? Who's going to get the most points, you know? <laughs> it was and really every, Oh, that's cool. So whoever wins can give it, get a shot or a drink, one glass of, you know, <laughs> wine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's scary as it sounds, like, you know, because right now everyone is, you know, like looking for that, to feel that void of connectedness, you know, to the human touch, the connection, because we're that type of species. We like to touch, we like to feel. But the right. modality of circumstances right now is to be able to connect. And to be connect, you know, connected with our own self and say, okay, I'm connecting with you right now. I'm having, so I'm giving you the time, yeah. right? So I think that's very important, like, to be able to say, I'm with you physically, meant, you know, I'm not be there ment- uh, physically, but I'll be there with you mentally, emotionally. And that's a form of connection on its own. And, it is. You know, yeah. Uh, I reached out to um, a friend of mine in Europe this morning. I just sent a virtual hug and she wrote me back and said uh, that her husband had lost, just lost both his parents in the same oh, week. Nice. Uh, his no father to, to the COVID-19 and his mother in, who was in a retirement home. And he cannot even attend the funeral. So, you know, my heart goes out to people like that everywhere uh, because it is very difficult not to be able to say goodbye to a loved one in person. Um, and uh, and these are these are some of the things that we're living through. Um, so we have to to recognize the, these emotions and how hard they are, and and be there for each other uh, in these times, even virtually. I couldn't agree more, hundred percent. I was just talking to Liliana earlier too as well, and we discussed about like the you know the benefits of laughter, even yeah. if it's a simulated one, it can yeah. actually your body recognizes it and it actually creates a positive effect. Yeah. So by virtual communication, it will do, it will do the same effect towards everyone. So there's no barrier, there's no limiting um, issues Absolutely. for us not to achieve that. I should ask her if I can do an exercise with my family. Now that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. What a small world. We're all connected, doing the same thing of what we love and, and you know, like continually with our passion and that is to help people, to yeah. educate people. And I'm yeah. learning a lot from you. I've learned a lot from Liliana and I'm, you guys are, are, are my um, my pillars 
to say, uh, okay, Alpha, you're on the right track. You're doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and I am really fortunate enough. Hopefully you know, we'll learn from each other. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait, honestly, I couldn't wait. And I'm thankful, never been like thankful enough that, you know, we just like, uh, you know, a simple conversation or reaching out. We've come a long way to where we are last year. <laughs> Yeah. And, and right now, and I, I feel so much blessed for that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Um, I want to talk a little about, um, you have so many interesting topics that you've given talks to, I have to say. So I think you should continue with the Zoom group and if you could host workshops for people to as well, to join yeah. the party, please that do so because... I'm trying to, as a matter of fact, I'm working on putting together a, a, pro, a group program uh, that I can do online. I'm actually working on that uh, in, in my spare time. <laughs> in <laughs> please, between, please. between one activity and another, it's like, oh. I yeah. know, I know. But once the party is over, let's let's try to. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it would it would be beneficial to a lot of people. It's just basically on the interpersonal communication. You know, like you're you're a big um, you're big on the use of reinvention. Yes, yes, I believe in it very much. I mean, it's the whole, the whole premise for uh, for the our changing world. I think. Yeah, I didn't invent the word. Actually, um, uh, it was coined by uh, Dr. Nadia Zaksimbaeva, um, and anybody who wants can go and listen to her YouTube videos. Um, she's the queen of reinvention, uh, really, and uh, uh, and I'm working with her uh, closely to to take the message to the rest of the world of how important it is to be able to embrace change. And if somebody asks you, what is reinvention and how we can apply that to ourselves, what would you tell them? Oh, gosh. Um, wow. Um, well, it's the ability to embrace change, uh, really, um, in, in, in its simplest form. Uh, I'm sure there is a there is a, uh, a formal definition. It doesn't come to me off, off the top of my head. Uh, there is a formal definition, um, but uh, for me, it's the ability to embrace change. Um, uh, it's not about creating something brand new. It's not about throwing everything out and starting from scratch. It's about taking what you have, understanding what that is, and being able to adapt it uh, depending on what the needs are. That's a really beautiful way to put it because a lot of people, when they we thought about reinvention, oh, oh, you have to change it, you know, introduce something new from a marketing standpoint, right? That's Making innovation. That's innovation. It's, it's innovation. innovation. It's not given to everybody. Maybe 2.5% of the population can innovate. You know, people like Thomas Edison or mm -hmm. Graham Bell or Hedy Lamarr, you know, who was, mm -hmm. people don't know, is that it was at the, the first person who invented a, 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 a procedure that is at the basis of what we know of today as Wi-Fi. Um, so uh, th those, are, those are innovators, those are inventors. Mm -hmm. uh, but reinvention is available to 100% of people 100% of the time. So we can own that word and take it to ourselves. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That's a very good way of putting it, Alpha. Yeah. Oh, I, I really like this conversation because it's very insightful. It's very um, empowering. It actually like sparks light bulb in my mind. And I'm like, 
man, like, you know, these are the things that we should be hearing more and more. These are the things that, you know, talk about life. It doesn't take a rocket science to be able to decipher or understand the whole nature of language of life. And this is what life is all about. Yes, I believe so. Yes. You know, when I was a little girl, <laughs> I, I, I use this in my, in my speech. When I was a little girl, my mother used to say to me, Danielle, you have to change. And, you know, I was, I was little. I really, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. I thought, you know, maybe she doesn't like me very much or something like that. <laughs> but I realized that I, as I grew older that what she was really trying to tell me was that the world is changing and you have to change with it. So I've been living with this my entire life, basically. Um, and uh, even if I wasn't always able to understand, and even today still, there are some things that are hard to change. You know, we, we can't you know, always be constantly in flux. Um, but just the, the awareness, the awareness and the reminder that, oh, this is what's going on. Okay, maybe I need to revisit this and maybe there's another way I can look at it. Or maybe I don't want to change that and I will live with those consequences and that's okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of witness to what you're talking about. And I've asked you, as you mentioned those things, I try to realize there's a lot of, resistance from a regular person anyone of us when it comes to change you know it's always you know change is about a humbling experience and yet our inner self contradicts that just because you know you be the test to to submit ourselves in the process yeah and and that's when the ego really comes about and makes it harder for us to embrace yes. change that's right so that's where the awareness comes in and you have a choice you always have a choice um, there's a there's an, an an exercise that I do also with with some companies and I did it recently with a, a group of colleagues, um, particularly in the in these times. Um, that's to to look at the fear that we have. Uh, it could be fear of change or fear of whatever. In today, obviously, it's fear of what will happen to me in the in this world. What will happen to my job? What will happen to my family? Will I get sick? You know, all of those things. And understand that, um, uh, first of all, there's this thing called the 90-second rule, uh, which basically says that, you know, it takes 90 seconds for uh, the physiological response of fear to go mm -hmm. through your body uh, and, and, then, uh, and then leave your body. So take those 90 seconds to, to, to stop and reflect on what those emotions are. Write them down. You know, like understand what those fears are all about. Uh, and then... After, after you've done that, after you've listed what the fears are, put them into categories. What can you control is the first category. The second category is what can you influence? And the third category is, of course, what you cannot control. And when I did this exercise recently, what was really, really interesting was that uh, the category of things that we could not control was much smaller than the other two categories. So there was more in our control than we think there is and then once you've done that of course you can sit down and say okay now what do i need to do what strategies can i put in place to help me overcome these these issues and and it's a very useful exercise well that's very interesting and i, I learned a lot in just that 90 second rule that you just mentioned i mean it, it's yeah. about knowing our why, you know, with all of our responses, with our attitudes. What's why? Why are you responding that way? By being able to question those reactions, we'll be able to adapt more with those changes and manage our emotions. Yeah, it's about it's about, uh, it's about uh, really taking stock of what the, what those fears are, 
because we have a choice after the 90 seconds. You can you can choose to move on after mm-hmm. you recognize what those fears are and then move on, or you can choose to, to stay in the fear. You have a choice because it only takes 90 seconds for those emotions, for that for those chemicals to work their way through your body. You know, it's a, it starts in the brain and then it works your way, its way to your adrenal glands where the uh, where the uh, um, uh, cortisol is excreted, and that's you know what fuels the stress response, the fight or flee. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, which is you know our our ancestors uh, needed that response in order to respond to uh, you know predators, right? They had to either fight or they had to run away. Um, so we have we've inherited that response that's that inherent stress response and it then it takes literally 90 seconds according to neuroanatomists and neuro uh, neuroscientists for those chemicals to work their their natural the physiology to work its way through our body um and then after that we have a choice we have a choice to stay there or we can or we can move on Talking about choices, um, I, I think you're very much well aware that social media is heightening the whole sensation about the COVID, the pandemic, the outbreak, posting all of the death tolls and stuff like that. Now, a lot of people, uh, all, most of us actually are sitting back and just like watching this as it goes through our feeds. Now, you mentioned about choice. How are we going to respond to that? But a lot of us are actually caught up in those sensation of being negative towards it. What advice or what coping mechanism can you recommend to a lot of people when they're on their social media and all that? So that also is a choice. Um, I, I remember in the first few days, I was, I would open the television first thing in the morning and listen to all the press, you know, the press releases, the press conferences, and all the hype and everything. And then I realized that it was just making me anxious. So again, mm-hmm. it's an awareness of what what it is that's happening to you, happening in your body, physically, emotionally, mentally. Uh, and uh, and making a choice not to listen to it. So I deliberately, uh, this whole weekend, did not turn on uh, the news. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot going on, uh, mm-hmm. and but I, I chose deliberately not to turn it on. Um, and you can you can also do things that are fun. I have a friend who is sending me messages every day with, with a joke that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with COVID-19. Um, mm-hmm. Something funny, you know, um, uh, or send a hug or uh, play a game online with, with family. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, read a book. Take the time to just stop. Listen to music. You know, okay. dance. I mean, there are people who are who are living as a family together. Um, you know, cook together, bake together, uh, you know, um, invent games. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of things to do. do. Yeah. 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 Oh, you can go out for a walk. The weather is the weather is getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you stay, you know, two meters away from people. <laughs> it's a hard one, but um, but it's important. Um, okay. And but it is still possible to go outside and have a walk and just take some air. I agree, hundred percent. Rather than contain yourself and live in the dark, there's a choice. Yeah. Not to be there. You're given a choice and use that power. Yeah. And, well, thank you so much for that. Um, 
once again, this is really insightful. I couldn't thank you enough. How positive, uplifting, and very um, insightful. You just like have me more inspired, inspired once again. Um, if, if you'd like to share a message to uh, a lot of, uh, you know, of the younger generation, a lot of women out there, or everyone who's listening to our show right now, what be what would be your number one message to all of us? Um, well, I think I've, I've pretty much already said it. You know that it, it it does take courage to to stop and reflect and and find the strength within 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 us to create something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is about letting go of certain things that no longer serve us, and it is about taking care of ourselves to to, to be able to embrace change. Um, that, I think that's the most important thing that you can do if you want to move forward and, and survive in this world. Um, and remember, I think more than anything else, remember um, that you do have uh, amazing skills and amazing strengths, and uh, and now's the time to to take stock of those. Uh, we are resilient, uh, and we will continue to be resilient if we just do those basic things. Thank you for that. That's a beautiful message. And of course, our show wouldn't be a show until we ask everyone, what does being a warrior means to you? So if you could share with us, I know it's somewhat no, what you're talking about. No, no, I love this question. And I didn't, I, I, when I, at first I didn't know that your, your, um, your show was called Compassionate Warrior. And I love it because I, when I did some branding recently, I did some branding using something, a technique called archetypes. And what came out is that I'm a warrior. And I, at first, when I read that, I, I was in shock. I was, what is this, you know? And then I kept reading and said, oh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, yes, being a warrior is about being able to face your fears um, and having the confidence that you will succeed. Um, but it, it's, it's about having a strong sense of integrity. It's about always wanting to do the right thing even if that's scary or inconvenient. Um, and in a sense, it's also about mastery. Uh, it's about working tirelessly at what you need to do. Um, of course, it is about helping others as well. But for me, and, I, and, and you touched on it before, I think one of the most important things for me is that it's about inspiring others. So that's what it means to me to be a warrior. <laughs> This is so funny. We're laughing about it because, like, oh, our first initial conversation was well, being a warrior means to you, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, like you're on the pants of that. And then, lo and behold, it, it kind of speaks to you on its own, you know. Because yeah. I, when I first met you, and you, you've actually left uh, this uh, message on our first encounter that was back last year when I was like struggling myself, and I said, you have to be who you are, Alpha. And sometimes you just gotta have to accept. Sometimes it's not meant for you. Without, you know, like that leave a mark on my mind. And I was like, honestly, even just for that conversation. So anyone, I'm calling everyone, actually, if you needed some um, decision making that you needed to do, I mean, Danielle can actually spark that inner self or it can actually have a dialogue to your inner self and unleash that in you and say, you know what, she's right. Because that's what happened to me during our first conversation. Yeah, it did. Because when you share with me your experience, I kind of resonated and I said, it's okay. Don't be scared. She actually made it and she made it, she turned herself to something different and that's fine. And and that kind of pushes me, you know, to to be where I am right now and doing what I love too as well. 
which is also helping people, inspiring a lot of people and becoming a warrior continuously regardless. <laughs> and and one of the things, you know, that I said, I always tell myself, once I have my show, you always in the back of my mind, I have to interview you because you have something important that a lot of women can benefit from or a lot of people should be listening to. And this is why I asked you to be part of my show. <laughs> I want to thank you very much, Alpha, for thinking of me. That It, it truly was a, uh, an honor um, and, and very humbling to, to be here as well. And I had no idea I had that, that effect on the, from one conversation with you. But um, I, I'm, I'm glad I was able to make a small difference. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. This is a humble experience for me. So with utmost respect and gratitude, you've actually just like made it all easy for me to to be where I am right now. So thank you for that. <laughs> Welcome. Um, yeah. So do you, um, where can our listeners reach out to you if they want to know more about your talks? Will you be doing some Zoom classes or what's in the works for you that people get access to or get some information about the teachings that you've done? Well, they, I'm happy to talk to anybody anytime. They can uh, go to my website, which is just my name, www.daniellesilverman.com. There's a link there to my calendar, so they can book a free call. I'm happy to talk, and we can we can see uh, you know where they want to go, uh, what they need, and if I can help in any way, I'm happy to help. Um, I'm in, as I said before, I'm in the process of creating uh, uh, hopefully what will be an online program. Um, around my uh, the principles that, that I uh, I believe in, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. So look for that in the in the coming days, <laughs> days or <Something>. weeks. <laughs> well, obviously <laughs> something to look forward together. to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a one way of empowering ourselves too. So we have the resources, we have the master. Yeah, yeah. we're just going to put I'm, together. I'm a lot of social media, so you can reach me on LinkedIn at Danielle Silverman. You can reach me on. Uh, on Facebook, I have uh, a business page, Danielle Silverman Reinvention. I am um, also on Twitter. I'm also on um, uh, let's see, on Instagram. Um, I have a blog uh, that goes up on my website first, uh, and then I post it everywhere else. Um, yeah, so anywhere, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have it all, guys. So if you want to know more about Danielle, you want to hear about what she's gonna say. Make a phone call. Your life's going to change after that. <laughs> Hearing it from the change expert herself, Danielle yeah. Silverman. So thank you once again for allowing us uh, for, you know, to be part of this afternoon with you. It's, you know, it's a great experience. I couldn't thank you more than enough. I've said it so many times, but I will say it forever and ever because I'm forever grateful for this experience. <laughs> um, I'm very grateful to you for having thought of me and, and having contacted me. I, it truly is a pleasure. Yeah, and I hope that we can help uh, a lot of people who are listening right now, we can empower them, we can inspire them and make them feel at ease of embracing change rather than be scared and not knowing and staying there in the dark. So may this be a start and may this bring them courage and may this bring them another voice to find or connect themselves from within. So. Yeah, from your mouth, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Once again, thank you so much. So The Compassionate Warrior is a show for women and, or men who are looking for inspiration and we're here to share with you different topics each episode um, if you want to know more about our guests or uh, if you want to be part of our show feel free to leave a comment or send us an email at the compassionate warrior 2019 at gmail.com so once again another great afternoon thank you very much for your time 
This is your host, Alpha Gumbach. Thank you so much.